The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and what better for the episode number 300 of the show to proudly talk about Manchester United's brilliant win over Manchester City. And what a brilliant win indeed. So, yeah, for Manchester United, definitely a little piece of revenge after what happened back in October when Manchester City completely obliterated Manchester United 6-3. to Now, at one point, I should remind everybody that the game was 6-1, to but Manchester United managed to salvage two goals at the very end, but the damage was done. You know, it's really, it's really amazing to see just how far Manchester United has come since that particular unfaithful day back in October because... Manchester United has been on quite a tear. And I believe that Manchester United's... The last time they lost a game, I believe, was back in November. So, I don't really know exactly, uh, you know, how to tell you just how amazing it is. Because, um, you know, honestly, the fact that Marcus Rashford has really been... uh, Marcus Rashford really has been on, on quite a tear, you know, and, we're, and we're, maybe we're finally seeing, you know, the Marcus Rashford we have been hoping for for such a long time, you know. But, you know, this game, you know, after after everything Manchester United has been, you know, doing lately, you know, th- this was actually the ultimate test, you know, to see if Manchester United, you know, all, honestly was all of a sudden for real. You know, recently, you know, last week, you know, Manchester United had a brilliant 3-1 to win over Everton in an FA Cup game. And then, you know, just recently, they're in the Final Four of the EFL Cup as well. And speaking of the EFL Cup, Manchester City was, was actually eliminated courtesy of Southampton. So, you know, in Manchester City, honestly, uh, taking a look at their last couple of results, I mean, you know, on Wednesday, just three days ago, they lost again to 2 nothing to Southampton. Although they had that 4 nothing win against Chelsea uh, in that FA Cup. You know, previously, there was a one nothing win over Chelsea. So, you know, in Premier League play, so... So Manchester City really, for the most part, doesn't look too bad, but you know, two consecutive losses. I mean, that's not real. That that's really not Manchester City's mo. So, you know, and honestly, you know, if you speak about this game, you know how Marcus Rashford, we know, was basically the, the star. You know, this kind of game. You know, after Erling Haaland had scored a hat trick against Manchester United back in October, you know, in this particular game, I mean, Erling Haaland just, you know totally disappeared, was totally ghosted, you know, barely even had it, did barely even had anything going on, I mean, he just was not there, 
I mean, <laughs> this game, you know, getting up at 6.30 in the morning, you know, to watch this game, it's... Oh, boy. I mean, honestly, you know, I get up, I watch it, and then I go, and then I go right back to bed. You know, honestly... I had a hard time already sleeping last night, but after, after this game, it was actually much easier for me to go back to sleep because I, I just crawled back into bed and immediately fall asleep. So it felt like it, it did it did feel good. It it really did. So so now Manchester United is definitely somehow in somewhat of a race. I mean, you look at the standings right now, and you know Arsenal still has a clear lead. I mean, Arsenal is up, is up uh, six points uh, to Manchester United, but Manchester United is only one point below Manchester City. Manchester United, you know, 12 wins, 2 draws, and 4 losses. I mean, you know, right now, honestly, but still, you know, the fact that Manchester United has conceded 21 goals, I mean, that's still, you know, pretty difficult. And, you know, as I look at the tables right now, I mean, Liverpool losing to Brighton 3-0. to zero. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, I think this just might be it. This just might be the end of Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool's reign of dominance, you know, we've seen the last, you know, 4-5 years. Yeah, I think it, it, it may have finally come to an end. I mean, as the old say goes, uh, all, all good things must come to an end, right? So according to Gold.com, you know, as I'm reading, you know, I'll, you know, we remind about what happened back in October with Manchester United, you know. You know, since then, I, I think, you know, in the last 19 games, Manchester United has lost only once since, uh, since the 6-3 loss to Manchester City. I think that loss was to uh, Aston Villa, I believe. I'm not, I, I'm not entirely sure. I know there was recently there was that three to one loss. Yes, it was to Aston Villa. It was actually back in it was like I said back in November. So yeah, that three nothing loss to Aston Villa, and since then you know Manchester United has just been on an absolute tear. I mean, you look you look at it. I mean, of course there was that international that international break you know for the World Cup. So 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 now looking at um it happened you know since the three to one loss. I mean after that. Manchester United did pick up a win over Aston Villa in the EFL Cup, and then followed by a road win against Fulham, and then and that that's when that's when the break happened, and then you know I think their first EPL game back you know with that three nothing win over uh, Nottingham Forest, you know you know three consecutive clean sheets at one point. So I'm telling you, so Manchester United really is you know starting to finally finally look good. You know, obviously, you know, I'm really curious to know what uh, my good buddy, the fiercely opinioned Mr. Josh McSwain, what what he has to say about this game. But yeah, I gotta, uh, I gotta imagine he mu- he must be pretty happy as well. I mean, maybe even happier than me. But oh boy! So going through the big details of this game, uh, you know how Bruno Fernandez when he equalized in quite a controversial fashion. You know, and I'll definitely get into that. But before we get get to that, you know, you know, looking at the goal.com, how they, the, the, I love how they do this. You know. These were the winners and losers of this game. Obviously, they got Man- they got Marcus Rashford as a winner with you know Erling Haaland as the loser because because um, you know er- Erling Haaland uh, you know again barely uh, was was barely even seen. I mean I don't exactly know what to say about the particular situation. So. You know, but right now with uh, with Manchester United, you know, somehow still in in the in the race for the Premier League title. I mean, Manchester United, for just a reminder that they haven't won a, a title of any kind since 2017, and Manchester United is finally looking to uh, to end that. So I mean, right now they definitely have a shot of winning the F- EFL Cup. And honestly, for me, I, I did I did believe since the beginning of the season that if if Manchester United was to somehow miraculously win the FA Cup, 
that would be something huge because the you know, of course the the FA Cup is you know the oldest competition in the history of soccer. So, so I was really hoping, you know, I was really hoping for the FA Cup. But you know, again, you know, if, if you're Manchester United, you're just uh, you're you're just hoping that they that they win something. So, but going back to Erling Holland, I mean, how depicted as the the loser. I mean, you know. Barely even had a, barely even had a kick, and you know, again, you know, when he scored that hat trick against uh, Manchester United back in October, he actually became the very first player to score three consecutive hat tricks in a Premier League match. So I mean, three, I mean, three consecutive hat tricks in Premier League in Premier League play, that's amazing. And then this time, I mean, Erling Holland was the complete opposite. Like I said, you know, barely had a touch to the ball. Manchester United fans were really letting him have it. I mean. The the hardest part right now for Erling Holland is that he's gone three matches without scoring. But this is something that I spoke about before. I mean, you know, going back to how everybody said that Erling, well, okay, not everybody, but a lot of people said that Erling Holland would not fit into Pep Guardiola's system. Then I, I I talked about it talked about it with my buddy Mr. Joe Mavor, who I know will be listening to this, who I know will be listening. You know, I said to him that it's it, it may take some time for Erling Holland to get settled and to, you know to kind of you know. Get 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 in that zone because you know you you go from the Bundesliga to the Premier League, totally completely different competitive uh, environment. So it's it, it's it's reasonable to give Erling Haaland some time, you know, to you know to, to find you know, you know to, to get in the zone. I'll just say it like that. But but I did tell but I did specifically tell Joe because again I've said it many times on the show. Joe will certainly vindicate me on the fact that I said. But don't be surprised if Erling Haaland comes out right out of the blue. And speaking of Manchester City, when I say we're out of the blue, no pun intended right there. But, you know, that that's exactly what happened. So Erling Holland, you know, basically came off, you know, the scene. But also part of the conversation I had with Joe, which I probably never mentioned, was that it wouldn't be surprising if Erling Holland went through a period where, you know, he's maybe the momentum's a little bit cold, a little bit, he might be going through a little rough time. But, you know, it's part of the it's part of the game. It happens to everybody. You know, all of a sudden you're on a you're on a hot streak and then, you know, then you cool down, then then you kinda, you know, disappeared for a little bit and they come back i mean it, it's, it's gonna happen so so erling holland now going three matches without a goal i mean it happens you know he's he's not he's not gonna be able to score every, every time for manchester city i mean manchester city loaded with talent there's no reason for there's no reason for erling holland to have to carry the team you know to each victory so so that being said you know erling holland is, is gonna be okay so you know um Honestly, you know, you know, seeing how uh, how he was just so isolated. I mean, it's amazing to see how Manchester United was able to isolate Erling Haaland, you know, for a full ninety minutes. I mean, oh boy. So I mean, so again, you know, as, as far as speaking with, uh, as, as far as Erling Erling Haaland goes, you know, he he should be okay and. Manchester City shouldn't really be in panic mode yet. I mean, if we want to talk about in panic mode, that certainly would be Chelsea and Liverpool. But you know, I'm sure they've been in panic mode for a while now. But, but I, I should mention also, um, <coughs> excuse me, that it was actually Manchester City that actually took the lead first when uh, Jack Grealish, you know, came off the bench and and scored a beautiful goal, you know, with a beautiful assist from none other than Kevin De Bruyne. You know, see, that's what I like from the connection right there, how Manchester City always plays as a team, you know, providing assists and players always being on the same page. So, you know, th- th- this is where the, the sport, the sports writer perspective, you know, in-, in me kicks in, but also for the true love and respect for soccer. I mean, I've said it many, many times. I don't necessarily have a club, but, you know, Real Madrid and Manchester City are still somehow close to my heart. So, so as I watch this game... The old, the old me, like you know, the whole, the, the one that loved Manchester United did, did somewhat kick in, but you know, 
But I always tell everybody, and I always insist, and I always swear on my grandfather's grave, I was never the Manchester United fan that hated Chelsea, that hated Arsenal, or hated any other club. Because again, I was always a fan that just loved the game. Now, the Real Madrid side of me was rather different, but... You know, and I did speak about this with Joe before, and you know, I, and I know that Joe did believe me. So, you know, but you know, honestly, you know, I'm always, you know, and honestly, sometimes, you know, I'll never forget when I, when I, when I have the opportunity to vindicate Mr. Joe Mavor about because sometimes I'm sure people get to him and say you just you you you've recently become a Manchester City fan, and I know that's not true because out of all the conversations I had with Mr. Mavor. I can, uh, you know, honestly, you, you can, I, it's easy to tell that he's been a Manchester City fan for at least 12 years, so, I mean, I'm not sure exactly how long he's been a Manchester City fan, but based on his knowledge and the knowledge of the game and the history and everything going on that has happened with the club, you can just tell he's been a, he's been a fan of the club for at least a decade, so, anyway, shout out to you, Joe, hope all is well, buddy, and uh, let me know when you've listened to this episode, and we've really got to get you on, buddy. Anyway. So now going again, so with Erling Haaland, uh, uh, excuse me, with uh, Jack Grealish, you know, scoring first, uh, I kind of ha- had a feeling because it was so late in the game. I mean, the fact that the, the, the excuse me, the fact that the result was uh, a scoreless draw going to the half, you know, that was actually already a surprise. And I was, I was thinking, well, Manchester United, you know, so far so good because, you know, Manchester City is always a team that just dominates right out of the blue. Again, no pun intended, right out of the blue for Manchester City, but... When Jack Grealish scored in the 60th minute on such a beautiful way, oh boy! I I I, I told myself if, Man- if Manchester United does not manage to equalize within within the next 10 minutes, you know it might be game over. But going into the 78th minute, I mean that's where the that, that's where the, the momentum excuse me the momentum of the game really changed. I mean y'all could just tell the excitement right now, the adrenaline. It's so overwhelming. I sh- I just can't talk, and this happens to me way too much, y'all. Anyway. So I, under, I mean, I, under, I understand why the goal has been su- supposed is basically depicted as you know controversial because, look, you can't argue the fact that Marcus Rashford was in fact on an offside position, but I I I understand I supposedly do sort of understand why the goal didn't up standing because what what we have to kind of basically see is that Marcus Rashford while he was in fact offsides. He never touched the ball. And that reminds me of that Nations League final game between France and Spain when Kylian Mbappe scored that uh, that game-winning goal that was originally ruled offside, but because the Spanish defender touched the ball, you know, the goal uh, was ruled legitimate. So it kind of reminds me of that. But in this particular case, I think the situation does tend to be a little bit different because, again, you know, I think the you know part of me believes maybe the pass was intended for Marcus Rashford, but if Marcus Rashford knew for a fact that he was already offside and he didn't touch the ball, I mean I don't know exactly how Marcus Rashford came up with such a brilliant plan of improvisation. You know I'll never forget the James Bond villain always quote him and I say intuitive improvisation is the secret of genius. So that would be Max Zorin from A View to a Kill, nineteen eighty five, which was Roger Sir Roger Moore's final appearance as James Bond. So anyway. So part of me believes that Marcus Rashford knew he was offside, so he so he basically made sure he didn't touch the ball. Because that that part of me believes that, but or maybe Marcus Rashford was attempting to literally fool the entire Manchester City excuse, Manchester City defense along with the goalkeeper to basically catch him off guard. I mean, sometimes you got to do that. You know, in soccer, you, you got to play the mind games because you know it's, it's all part of it. Like you you got to basically be ahead of your opponent. You got to get your, in your opponent's head, and at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do to put the ball into the back of the net. 
So at the end of the day, Marcus, if Marcus Rashford did in fact do that, if it was a mind trick or some sort of genius improvisation, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know just what the hell Marcus Rashford did, but whatever he did, it worked. That's all I can say. Whatever the hell Marcus Rashford did, it worked. It just did. <laughs> so part of me believes maybe Rashford did not think. He just immediately impro improvised. But then again, if he improvised so well, then obviously he did think. Because sometimes we always say that if you stop and think, it takes too long. And then you just, you just wasted time and an opportunity. But, but, uh, you know, but I understand. So basically, he just didn't touch the ball. And then Bruno Fernandes was basically at the, at the exact right place at the right time. And... And it was brilliant, and you know, and Casemiro, you know, provided the assist. So, so Manchester United just jumped into the attack position, and then just you know, literally did not want did not want to allow Manchester City to get to get organized to prevent any uh, threats. But, but, but I'm telling you, I mean, that that goal, I mean, it, <laughs> and, and, and as controversial as it seems, I I think I understand why it was it's ruled legitimate because I think the bottom line is Rashford never touched the ball. Never touched the ball. So at first it was ruled offside, but after maybe thirty seconds to a to a to a minute, then 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 it was Im immediately changed. So I mean, I mean that that was it. I mean, and then after that, you know, obviously this is frustrating for Manchester City. I mean, because Manchester United just you know scored the game winning goal, you know, in the eighty second minute, which was about you know three to four minutes later. I mean, I'm not sure exactly what part of the seventy eighth minute was scored, but you guys know what I mean. So, I mean, then Marcus Rashford with a beautiful assist from Alejandro Garnacho, you know, man, man, oh man, oh man. I mean, Mark, I mean, that particular play, the, the first attempt did not work, but Garnacho got the ball back, and then Marcus Rashford literally snuck through the back door, and just the last person, then it was one-on-one -on -one with the Manchester City goalkeeper, and then, and then Marcus Rashford did not fail. He did not fail. I mean, that was amazing. That game-winning goal absolutely amazing and i saw the manchester city players you know you know you know throw their uh, throw their hand up you know for supposed offside but uh, obviously the referee referee saw it and apparently it was you know immediately ruled legitimate so oh boy oh boy oh boy man and i can't, I, I was just like you know marcus Rashford's just been on an on an absolute tear lately I mean, and i'm talking about an absolute tear you know Look, looking back, you know all the goals he's been scoring, you know, for the club. I mean, I'm telling you, you know, right now he's obviously he's the top, he's the top scorer, you know, for the club. And I believe now, you know, in in about 18 matches, I believe, unless it hasn't been updated yet, he's scored at least, you know, so far in 18 matches, eight goals, you know, has three assists. So, you know, so you know, at 25 years old, you know, he so he's really, you know, finally, you know, maybe finally being being to get through it. So. You know, he's already scored three goals in the Europa League, and the Europa League will be coming back soon along with the Champions League. But in spring of the Champions League, you know, Manchester United is not in it, unfortunately. But, honestly, oh, boy. Uh, you know, I'll be, and I'll be honest, you know, I've lost, I've completely lost count of how many goals, you know, the streak that Marcus Rashford is on, you know, as far as goals scored. And I'm, and I'm not just talking about, I'm not just talking about, like, Premier League play, like I'm talking about overall. So I'm looking at looking at it right here. Well, he's scored. Okay, so now he's on a four goal winning on a four goal streak. But this is in Premier League play. So you know he scored that goal. You know in Nottingham Forest had the, had the one against uh, Wolverhampton and then one against Bournemouth and then this one right here. So 
Yeah, so obviously right here, so it's kind of basically seeing. So ESPN's not showing me, you know, all the competitions at once, but man, Mark, but Marcus Rashford has just been on an absolute tear, and all I can say is keep up the good work, sir. Keep up the good work. <sighs> what a freaking win! And you know, it, and honestly, this is this is what I love about it, these derbies like that. You know, being highly competitive and. You know, for Manchester United, the fact that it was a come-from-behind win and they scored two goals in a span of four minutes to win the game, you know, that, that was something within itself. But, uh, but you know, but Pep Guardiola in the post-game conference uh, obviously had, had had something to say. And, uh, oh, boy, I mean, part of me believes, you know, did Pep Guardiola, did he, you know, based on what he said, I, I got to ask everybody, did he embarrass himself? I mean, he said, and I quote, I don't care about the Premier League and the Carabao Cup, unquote. I mean, that's what he claimed. And of course, he further insists that, you know, Manchester City, it's not a problem that they're having a down year. I mean, okay, all I can say is, okay, okay maybe, maybe, okay, many will strongly insist that Pep Guardiola is obviously frustrated. He he's so overwhelmed with the frustration that he's obviously maybe not thinking straight or doesn't know what he's saying or I I, I lost his train of thought. I mean I don't know, but I, I mean honestly, look, I understand. It's been frustrating. I mean they recently got eliminated from the Carabao Cup. I mean look, the Carabao Cup, the FA Cup. I mean look, whatever you want to think about a certain title, look, it's a title. If it's, a, if it's a competition for a title, if it's a title that you can put it in, in the trophy case and it, it goes down to your list of accolades and history, it's important. You have to care about it. Now, I understand the, the Carabao Cup might not be as important as the FA Cup or the Champions League or the Europa League or whatever, but any title is important no matter what title it is because, again, it's a piece of, sil of hardware that you can stick in the trophy case. I mean, this goes down in the history of the club. You want it that particular year. So... I mean, oh, but, but but basically the fact that Pep Guardiola has claimed that he doesn't care about the Premier League after he lost to Manchester United on today, I mean, oh, I, I just honestly believe that this is just out of pure frustration, you know, and I'm sure that if, if I was talking to Joe about this, Mr. Joe Mavor, I'm sure that it would be the exact same thing. I mean, he's obviously frustrated that he doesn't know what he's saying. We've, we all get in the situation that we're so mad or so frustrated or so embarrassed about one particular thing that we obviously can't think straight. We might say something that we don't intend to say. I mean, I just honestly believe that right now, whatever is going through the mind of Pep Guardiola, obviously he's probably over, a little overwhelmed with, with some frustration. And I mean, but it, it's not only that, but I, I think also a couple of things that he, he, you know, he also said, you know, said that. You know, it doesn't matter about the him being out of the Carabao Cup. He says it doesn't matter. We didn't perform how we want today. We performed so. Ugh, man, man, oh man, oh man. I mean, you know, there was more. To, there was actually more to the story, but of, of course, uh, I'm not sure why Gold.com uh, didn't actually uh, make mentions of the, uh, make, make mentions of these. But I think it's, it's just because the bottom line is uh, okay. Now ESPN just about 26 minutes ago. Now that now they're releasing something. Okay, so Pep Guardiola claims that the Bruno Fernandez goal was rude, legitimate because of Old Trafford bias. I mean, again, it's it, it's frustrating, but I mean, you, you, which, which, what you have to understand is again, Rashford was offside, but Fernandez, Bruno Fernandez, who scored the goal, he was onside. So. <sighs> 
I mean, I mean, look, I get it. I mean, that kind of goal, it's extremely. I mean, I get it. It's frustrating for him, you know. See, and 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 Guardiola said, you know, and I quote, Rashford is offside. Bruno is not offside. The question is interference, unquote. So, oh, I mean, I mean, look, I get it. <laughs> he's he's frust he's frustrated. I mean, I mean, look, Manchester City, as great as they are, you can't win. You 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 can't win them all. So, I mean. So you know Manchester City. Next up, they face Tottenham at home. So and and I and I know that and I'm and I'm sure that Manchester City will, will get the job done. But at the end of the day, Tottenham is Tottenham. But you know what? Tottenham is Tottenham is, is perfectly capable of pulling off massive upsets. They've done it before. They will certainly do it again. I mean, again, you know, for, for Manchester City losing back to back games, you know. Oh boy! I mean, the fact that they lost it. I mean, I think the fact that they lost to Southampton—that's the—that's the most frustrating part because you know Southampton never really perceived as a threat, right? But they, you know, they lose two nothing to Southampton, and and I saw and I saw the hot and I saw the starting lineup for that game. So yeah, I fully understand why Pep Guardiola is frustrated as this as this you know his players as well. So, but you know, look, you know Manchester Manchester City just you know came up short. They're not perfect. They just gotta you know. Move on, learn from it, and move on. That's it. That's the only thing to do. Learn from it and move on. So, move on, and then and, and you know, like that, you know, if they beat Tottenham, you know, they'll be back to being four points ahead, and then 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 the pressure is right back to uh, Manchester United. So, so Manchester United has to keep winning at all costs. So, you know, Manchester United has a game against Arsenal coming up, and. This time, Manchester United will be on the road, so, you know, th- this is going to be round two. I mean, round one, Manchester United pulled off that brilliant win, and now January 22nd, four days after my 30th birthday, on Sunday at 10.30, Manchester United will be on the road against Arsenal before their semifinal match against Nottingham Forest, which will be the first leg. It will be three days later, and then on the 28th, and a fourth-round FA Cup match against Reading. And then three days after that, second leg against Nottingham Forest, so... Manchester United needs to keep winning. They got to keep playing it. Eric Ten Hag, I don't know exactly what he's doing managing the club, but he's so far doing a fantastic job. All I can say is Manchester United must keep up the good work. Ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for joining me today, and I will see you all next time. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic, but today work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries, and with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.